Again, welcome to today's December Ask the Expert call. Now, without any further delay, I would like to introduce today's host, David Molman with Align Technology. David, you now have the floor. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar. Building an Invisalign and iTero team, the key to ultimate success in your practice. You'll earn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you'll receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign doctor's site account. Please allow two to four weeks for CE hours to appear on your account. Please note you're able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to ask text questions, which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance for being unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on the Education tab at your Invisalign doctor site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous Ask the Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's now my distinct pleasure to introduce today's speaker, Dr. Pai Matai. Dr. Pai Matai reached the level of Invisalign elite provider in 2007 and has been treating Invisalign patients since 2003 at his private practice in Laguna Hills, California. His perseverance and research spearheaded him into laser-aided cosmetic dentistry, which has led to four dental general publications. Dr. Atai received his dental degree from Tufts Dental School, ranking first in his class with a Harvard externship. So without further delay, I'll turn the program over to Dr. Atai. Dr. Atai, you now have the floor. Well, good morning, doctors. I love the introduction. First in my class. You know, it's awesome to always hear that. Now, those classmates of mine means clinical class. So, yes, I was first in my clinical class, and I am all about clinical. I'm not the brightest or the sharpest yet in there. However, I will tell you this, I'm very happy to go through and discuss today some of the topics that I really find exciting. And one of the key factors here that I like most is talking a little bit about um, iCaro, you know, the digitized scanning. Uh, we've got a lot of information that I'm going to go over today with you, and obviously we're going to talk and discuss a little bit about how we can actually take these patients to the next level in dentistry. Now, on the screen, I have put on the statements, and uh, you should be seeing it. I want to make confirm that this is being seen by all doctors, that these opinions are viewed by myself and kind of slides put together are uh, my interpretation of what I do every day in my practice. Uh, I did graduate from back east, so uh, practicing in Southern California. Those of you who are listening to me back east, I know some of my fellow classmates are listening. They're talking uh, a little bit about snow. Well, guess what? We got a little bit of weather in California that's under uh, extreme uh, uh, cold as well. So let's go forward and talk about the standard of care. Finding the clinical balance between aligner and scanning. Let's talk about this. One of the key factors here is how do I integrate the orthodontics and the crown and bridge? How do I integrate where on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, days that I'm practicing, um, just not drilling and filling doctor? I like to talk about occlusion. I like to talk about putting teeth in the right place. And that, to me, was what Invisalign brought to my practice being able to, prior to us shaving teeth down, putting them in the right position. That's important because when you go through and look at the formula of every economic successful practice, we have to have a standard of care. And that means that we can't just do one thing all the time in dentistry and just simply be a doctor who is going to be a, uh, I always like to call the drill and fill doctor. 
there are going to be times when we need to actually learn and get advance ourselves in other aspects of dentistry. And diagnosing every patient every day, every recall is important. And what are we diagnosing? What are we talking to these patients about? Because in my particular practice, when the patient comes in and they have a chief concern that I have to address, sometimes it could be a cosmetic one. And that's, can I get my teeth whiter? When their posterior teeth are broken down, they have a multiple problems that are uh, occlusion-based. Now, integrating in this line was great. When it comes to the crown and bridge factor, when it comes to fixing the tooth, I've got to now discuss that with my patient. And one of my discussion tools is really sitting them down in that chair, having them uh, you know, as relaxed of a chair it is with monitors and as, as ergonomic uh, chairs that we have in our office. The reality is patients are still scared. They still don't know what is it going to cost them. And they came in for needing just their six front teeth maybe whitened out because they're going to a bridal shower or a wedding. Or they have tooth pain that they need to be addressed. So in my particular office, I like to diagnose and have tools. And one of the key tools that Align brought for me was talking about this digitizing and talking about the iTero, talking about the x-rays now that I have radiographically that are digital. Can I actually have that where I'm digitizing the teeth? And can I now go to the next level of having these teeth being able to show my patients that from a crown and bridge perspective, from an orthodontic perspective, prior to us putting your teeth on a recall, we want to go ahead and show this and treat these patients. My goal, my ultimate goal has always been the new paradigm. You know, I came from a background where when I graduated from school, lasers were it. That was a marketing tool. That was a great tool. It did disinfect. It did do some, a little bit of minor work. But the reality was, for me, I still had to numb a patient. Now, what's scanning about? Is it time for me to actually dive deep into making my, my office completely without impression? And in 2009, I dove, and I'll give you my little history of what I did with the scanning and where I've now come to. Because the new paradigm is really, how do we get a full impression on a patient looking at the bite, looking at the occlusion, and from there designing teeth. You can do full mouth reconstructions without ever taking an impression. Is that really true? Is it really possible? Right? So all of these conversations that I always have with um, doctors and with team members, I like to discuss it with them in a way that I've experienced myself. You know, for me, it's been a good 19 years that I've been practicing dentistry and watching the progression of dentistry in where I just simply deliver a six-unit, non-metal, zirconia-based or some ceramic-based bridge without fear of it breaking, and all of which are done with simply one scanless, uh, with no impressions. I'm just scanning the patient. And now the lab technician gets to see, and I get to deliver my dentistry. And this right here is my mother-in-law. How many of you guys would like to treat your mother-in-law and make sure that things don't break on you? Well, guess what? It's been now going since 2009. That's as early as I started the scanning. And uh, I've had success. And luckily, knock on wood, nothing has broken, and she still has a great smile. So I like to discuss that today. And those doctors who are, um, you know, know me and have, have heard of me, I know there's a few of you on the road that I run into, and you guys have now been involved with understanding the demographics of who our patients are. 
you know, these patients that we see in our offices, uh, on average, uh, just a national dental average, are uh, 30 to 50-year-olds. And they happen to have uh, maybe insurance or not, but they're tech-based. They understand technology. And for us, you know, the question of am I getting radiated, is, is your x-rays, is there such thing as x-rays? And, you know, when you start to talk, have that conversation, for me, I always love to just pull out the scanner and just simply scan and show them prior to any x-ray because I'm going to show you what the scanner's capabilities are and what I use it and, and I can actually get paid from the insurance companies as well as the patients adding the value of digital imaging. So 33% of our patients are these um, 30 to 50-year-olds, you know, and, and on average, these are the patients who tend to come in uh, on a six-month recall. Now, I understand that we may have some younger patients, but here's the point. The point is, how many times do you take a PBS or an alternate impression for a diagnostic tool? And I like to discuss the misalignment. I like to talk about how your teeth are from at one stage of your life and where the progression is. When always, we always blame that little bacteria. We always blame, you know, we spend, I, I just had a study club the other night talking about the periodontal effects of malocclusion and how when teeth are um, abstracted or when they're hitting against each other, they actually get recession. And the gum, as the gum starts to recede, now we get a little bit of problem. And guess what? This little problem is now a pinhole treatment that we're talking about, this new uh, gum grafting because now the gums have receded, or maybe a bonding, or maybe a gum grafting. Well, all of it was from malocclusion and the progression of where your teeth are starting at age 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60 years, if this malocclusion is not corrected. The patients come in and not care about that. Patients come in and wanting what they want, and they dictate the treatment of getting their teeth whiter. And they really don't care if their teeth are broken down in the back or they really need some sort of alignment. What they care about and what our hygienist is always taught is make sure periodontally and the teeth are, are stabilized. And the reality of it is stability is good, but teeth don't fix themselves. This is the four words that I always like to talk to my patients about. Dentists do. And for me, I need tools. When a patient comes into my practice and they have the overlapping and they've got some sort of a malocluded bite, how am I going to discuss this patient just using a simple articulating paper and discussing, look at the heavy of the blue mark and look at the canting of your smile. And they say, I've been living like this for 40 years of my life. Why do I need to deal with it now? Right? But when you start to digitize something and now they get to see their teeth of where the progression could be and where the final point could be, this is the same patient in looking at her upper screen where she was diagnosed to have gum surgery, four quad deep gum surgery. She had about four millimeters pocketing and she needed to have gum grafting. Well, I had to discuss in moving her teeth first and putting them in the right position first prior to any grafting is done. And you can see the gums, the improvement on just those lower incisors alone. But I had to convince her not just simply about the aesthetics because the byproduct of a good bite is a nice smile, but rather from occlusion, from the proper bite. And other than articulating paper, which I've always said on the road, put a little Vaseline on the articulating paper, it'll mark the teeth better. So you have dots in the back and lines in the front. Sometimes the articulating paper doesn't mark because of saliva. Well, I've got a better tool now. And that tool for me is now a digital scanner because I get to see and show the patients where the heavy bites are. 
where the red mark is. So the scanner for me is not just avoiding impressions in my practice with a no-gag policy, but rather I get to have this articulating paper I like to call on steroids. I like to have this articulating paper where now I'm digitizing, showing where the bite is, and showing where the heavy spots are. And patients can see that. And if they, at that point, we've educated them, they don't understand, that's fine. In six months, a year, or two years from now, they're still my patients. And now we get to digitize again. Again, as I mentioned earlier, my scanner, I started getting involved in 2009. I've got patients that come in, and once a year when we scan them, we show their bite. And you can actually see where the heavy spots are. And that migration of teeth, as you saw, as a patient ages, the teeth do move. So in my book, and the reason why I like to discuss from an old, a whole comprehensive dental view is that we've got to explain to our patients a little better. I need a better tool than just talking about, oh, you're brushing too hard. If your teeth are crowded, if your teeth are overlapping, if your gums are, are, are receding because your bite's hitting heavy, that's just not a scenario where it is toothbrush abrasion. That is an actual wear and tear of your teeth, and that's malocclusion. And I get to digitize it, show it to the patient, and show them where the heavy bites are. And it takes away the idea of, I'm getting my teeth straight for cosmetics. No, you're doing this because your teeth need to be in the right place. And the restorative component of it, and understanding how we can utilize that. So let's learn a little bit about what is a normal bite and how I can use a scanner to help me to discuss this with a patient. Um, as you all know, doctors, hygienists, team members that are on, on the phone listening, a normal bite, when a patient grinds forward, they should only have the anteriors hitting. There should be a disclusion of the posterior teeth. Now, whether you're from Pankey, Dawson, Train of Thoughts, from Harvard, from Tufts, from uh, uh, Spears Dental Group, LVI, any of the occlusions that courses you take, five points they agree on. And one of the points is anterior teeth having stable holding contacts. And as you grind forward, disclusion of the posterior teeth. And this is the normal guidance because now your TMD uh, is, is, is not a factor and your bite is now even where you don't get the wear on the posterior teeth. If you have where you have an abnormal anterior guidance, meaning when your teeth grind together on the anterior, instead of discluding, you're now wearing down the posterior teeth, well, that is abnormal anterior guidance. And that wears the teeth down. And that creates where you've seen the cusp of the posterior teeth flat, worn down. The anterior teeth are breaking down. You start to get the crowding effects. You start to get the overlapping. And this happens every year on the patient if they don't correct or stabilize that bite, stop that mesial drift. And this is conversation. When I have with a patient, I get to now try to do what? I try to discuss this patient, to this patient where the consequences of them not getting treatment would be. Where when the canine goes side to side as a normal bite, there should be a disclusion on the posterior teeth. But if the canine is not um, discluding and the posterior teeth are rubbing, then that's a wear. That's another problem that the patient is going to have in the long term. So all of these conversations are conversations that start from the foundation of occlusion and foundation of having a proper bite. From there, we can now discuss if a tooth has a cavity, if a tooth needs a restoration, if a tooth needs what type of restoration, may it be gold, ceramic, zirconia, any type of 
um, uh, porcelain fused uh, metals, then we can give these different options to restore that particular tooth. But prior to doing that, we've got to have a proper bite. And an abnormal bite, as you can see when you go side to side, you should have the disclusion. And if you don't, same thing as when you saw prior. When you rub forward, posterior teeth hitting, you're going to start to get the anterior wear, the canines start to wear, the posterior cusps are gone, and now the patient's jawline's collapsing, and slowly, 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 the dental aging begins. And that is not an anatomical, but rather a severe wear on teeth that is becoming a malocclusion again, that I like to use that word with my patients. So once we have this conversation, now how do we move and talking about the, 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 the impressions or how do we talk about diagnostic cast? Now we've got to kind of mount this and talk to our patients about it <clears throat> because I always like doing that. Less time, right? I can't do that in less than five or ten minutes. I can't take an impression and have the patient come back bring them back to sit down with the guy. That's a whole orthodontic exam. And if your time allows for that, that's great. In my practice, I see about 10 to 12 patients a day, and I'm given about 35 to 45 minutes on those patients. And for, for dental treatments, maybe a little bit longer. But for consults, I've got to now finish the entire conversation. I don't have time for the cast to get dry. I don't have time for that mold that I've taken to send out and for it to be mounted. But I tell you what, in less than 10 minutes, if I can get that all done, and I can now replace my impression with a digitized scan of their teeth, I can now discuss that live. Now, just to hold that thought, back in 1996, and some of you doctors who are, are seniors of mine say, well, that was not too long ago, but in my book, man, that goes back a while back, and I think it was actually 1994, publication that I had put out in uh, general um, dental research where we talked about impression and polyvinyl flexane impression. And the goal here was, do you have to take impressions and if you, with polyvinyl flexane with a adhesive or not? I mean, the big conversation, the big paradigm at that point was adding adhesive to tray materials in you taking a polyvinyl flexane, taking crown and bridge. And this was one of the cases where, where when I saw, I, I said, okay, well, how do we get this uh, tray in this patient's mouth. How do, we, how do you actually take this impression? And, you know, again, I always like to take things to the extreme and take it to the next level, but the reality is back then the conversation was PVS is much better, and, and now we have to use polyvinyl flexane. It's easier for the patient, <clears throat> but you must use an adhesive. Now, fast forward, and here we are now understanding the marginal integrity that may not quite be there with impressions. The, the, the fact that the coping on the crowns may not be as solid or as the in marginal integrity is not as uh, connected to the prep, well, sealed is what I like to use. Even on implants, even on cases where when you're delivering the conventional impression, um, you know, 36% of dentists have to take again and again, three times or more. And 36 of us, we actually are possibly uh, having an issue with, you know, seeding time with crowns. And it takes longer to seed those crowns because there's A, maybe the bite that's not quite right, or we have to shave down the occlusion, or we may have to deal with retakes of the margin that's not 
accurate and proper. Now, we know this, and that's why we're given a, an hour sometimes to see the crown, right? Well, if everything fits fine, then what do you do? You see it down right away. But our lab techs and our technicians are not the ones to blame, right? Even on implants, the marginal integrity is very important to abutments because if they're not sealed, even though it's titanium, even though that you have titanium, there's still a problem with bacteria. Bacteria can actually get in between these unsealed areas that the margin has not been tight, and those micro gaps can cause bacterial contamination. And what happens in the long run, right? So we understand that a sealed bite, uh, a crown, is most important. And that's our main agenda when we're doing restorative. So now, are scanners better? Of course. I mean, you're talking thousands of microns better seated than a, a PBS or even Infragum for those of you doctors who like using that. So now we have to pick, okay, well, there's all these scanners in the market, and that was what I had to go through. I actually purchased one with, with, with powder. I actually had one where it actually had the powder, and I'll show you my experience. And, and it, the problem with is not the powder, but rather just the communication between patients of what we're putting and how we're uh, prepping, and then we have to wash out, and it becomes a little bit more difficult. So I actually purchased in 2008 uh, a scanner, and, and it was a powder technology, and, and moving forward with it was very difficult on some of my patients. So, you know, I always make fun of it, and I have the iTero scanner, uh, which I purchased just soon after, and I had another scanner. We had all these different technologies in our practices, but none of my team would actually follow up. None of my team would actually do, because it was cumbersome and big, and they didn't really want to deal with it. And now I'm going to show you seamlessly how my team members just simply scan uh, uh, the arches for me. Simple, seamless, easy. And for my crown and bridge, we just simply do the lower arch if it's the lower tooth that we're scanning. And we don't have to worry about the powder. You know, you have a, an expedited chair-side opportunity. And more, most importantly, a, consulta a consultation tool that we're able to talk and discuss with our patients right there without any issues, without any uh, gooey mess in their mouth. And for a crown and bridge perspective, it's awesome. Because now I get to show the patients the bite, the occlusion, and all of those lovely things that we always like to make sure that we have during our impression and checking the patients uh, before checking the patients out. So let's discuss that a little bit deeper because I know the lab, any lab will never say, hey, your office takes horrible impressions. You know, your preps are horrible. You can't even match a shade to save your life and we can't even read your chicken scratch handwriting on the lab slip. They will never tell you that. They'll always say, doctor, you know, you, you did a great, but we're going to send you a coping so you can go ahead and try in with a coping for the crown, and you might have to use that little, um, you know, uh, adjustment. And they will not deny the impressions that we're sending. Why should they? But sometimes we have to look at ourselves. Are we giving the right tools to the technicians so that they can actually deliver the best crown, the restoration? So one of the factors is, for me, uh, Align has just recently have been involved in innovating the crown and bridge and the chair side milling. And now there's a, a milling process that could be done chair side. That's even better for, uh, for, for, for those doctors who want to heavily go into the restorative aspect of uh, the technology. Uh, I like it for both. I mean, I personally like it a lot for having the Invisalign uh, patients being treated. I also like to have it where, um, you know, I get to see a pre-op uh, for my implants if I 
I'm doing the Invisalign. You see the anterior lower teeth here are crooked. Um, we have, I want to place two implants on the molars. I give a pontic, and as you know, the aligner material, there is no PBAs in them. So I can, at the final stage, use it as my actual guide. Uh, I actually use it as a surgical guide of where the implant needs to be placed. By in taking that aligner, as I straighten those teeth, and now we still use the grid feature, using the aligned uh, progress and uh, understanding, okay, well, here's where the teeth were and here's where the teeth are going to be, and now we can move forward in putting our implant in, digitizing it. I actually have it scanned, and once the crowns are um, uh, placed in for occlusion, for bite, all of this is seamless for both arches. And, you know, just looking at these teeth simply in a simulator of how teeth are going to move allows the patients to also see the potential of their bite position as well. So all of this is important factors that we're going to be discussing and more importantly the progress of, of where the digitizing of, of scanning has become. You know, and that was the same patient with the two implants, a number 19 and number 30 placed. Um, obviously the pre-op that had, had the, the abutments uh, that I had to put in and all of those, she actually got her Invisalign and teeth rotated as we are waiting for those implants to heal once they were placed. So again, back in 2009, the technology existed and now it's seamless in my practice. It does take a, a little bit of time to get everyone on engaged. It took me about a good six months to finally figure out, okay, we're gonna scan which patients which are the patients that we're going to use this simulator on, which are some of the tools that the scanning has to offer. And those are the tools that I like to discuss. So most importantly, the ITERO workflow is important to understand because it is an SDL uh, export that it's open. I know I've, I've been, when I'm on the road lecturing, my doctor sometimes they ask me, well, I have a, um, you know, I have a, an, uh, a CEREC or I have a different product. Can I use these uh, for my, um, scanning and you know obviously the answer would be no but it's not from the aligned side of things but rather they are they do have an open workflow they do work with multiple labs and even cone beam integration that if you want to have that and you're able to have all these potential but the problem sometimes may be with the other uh, companies that are not open or maybe they the the um, tools that are given not have a open communication between the two companies. So currently, I'm a big fan of the iTero because I get to have the Invisalign um, outcome simulator. I get to have the restorative laboratory workflow itself, the orthodontic models that are actually stored. I got rid of my entire storage uh, place of having diagnostic casts. Um, it does work with my anatomage and, and implant treatment software integration. And most of the labs now understand the value of digitizing and scanning, and they've now have opened their portals to accept these. So I simply, once I scan, I have a drop-down menu from whichever lab I like to choose. And if it's an ortho scan that's for Invisalign, beautiful. I'm always consistently doing and using Invisalign cases um, without any impression since 2009. And we have to get past the idea of the why do we need a scanner? Why iTero? I get the pricing. Uh, any scanners in the market that you see are in that $30,000 to thirty-five to $25,000 price mark. Uh, all of them have some sort of warranty. Um, what I like in my practice is because I'm Invisalign driven 
and I start from the foundation of your teeth being in the right place and position, and then we are now adding the restorative component to it, Invisalign scans from ER at no charge. So I'm going to scan and do the outcome simulator. It's a lot cheaper than me taking a PBS impression and just having a patient, or even an alginate impression, having a patient try to make a decision based on that. It's not very fruitful for me to have patients do that. I can now scan them. I have their files. I have their records. It's in uh, my scanning uh, software. And, you know, the, the, the hardware is very contemporary. And most importantly, I get to now see it with, 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 without any powder. I get to show the orthodontic records. I get to show the outcome simulator to my patients. And if it's a crown and bridge that I have to do, wonderful. I can utilize a third party or for dental labs to utilize my um, restorative component of it. So this is the reason why I know from the Invisalign perspective, uh, they're satisfied. Most of the Invisalign doctors, their um, outcome of time of scan has increased um, to, to a shorter time of even making it faster than what PBS sets or alginate set time of pouring up and waiting for the cast to set. Most importantly, the um, fits of the aligner and crowns are a lot better. And this data that I have is a little bit older data. It's from 2012. But this is the data that Align actually uh, was, was, was putting out. But in my book, I think that it has increased my output of not only chair side of crown and bridge delivery, but in the line itself. My number of uh, rejected cases that were from impressions from the labs, as well as from Align, has dropped. Uh, to very little. So it had much better results. And I've impl implemented the no gag um, office policy in my practice. So my patients refer to the, uh, uh, the itero of that. Of that uh, I like to get that. I don't want to have any, any of that gooey impression. And, you know, we, ha we make fun of that. And, and uh, we've gotten referrals. I had two offices just last week that they had referred their patients for them to get scanned. Um, one of the few offices that had a scanner around my area, lucky to say that, with an iTero, and they, because they had rejected impressions from a line. And the two doctors are buddies of mine, like, hey, can you help me with this? My, they came in eight minutes in and out of the office. They had their teeth scanned, sent home, and I called my buddy and said, hey, the, you know, here's your scanning number, and they are going to load it into their uh, doctor's site for Invisalign. So the technology is going to come uh, to your practice, whether you like it or not. And I prefer having a technology that now you're able to have some sort of profitability factor of it too. So let's talk about money. I always like to talk about that. And I know some of you doctors and team members, when you're listening, you always say, oh, there's another hardware and tool. Remember, when lasers came out, I had four of them. I bought four lasers in, in the early uh, 2000s. And, you know, at this point, uh, they haven't warranted me what, the Invisalign system and the iTero system has brought. So first of all, my average saving time in, 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 in 15 to 20 minutes, let's just say that the patients are sitting down in, in doing the crown and bridge, I've shaved off uh, at least 20 minutes. My, you know, assuming that your GP production is about $500 an hour and you're spending about 15 minutes or so um, in, in some sort of, I'm going to just say per production hour, about $125 in 15 minutes of that 500, if you're scanning one restoration per production day, that's in 120 days, that's about 30 hours or so, that the doctors, 35 hours or so that they're working a week, that in itself is a 16,250 savings per year. And that's 
one day. Now remember, sometimes you have consults, you don't have any production, but I'm talking when you're going in, spending that uh, 15 maximum minutes in doing your scanning and consultations and your health, just like you would in your PBS or in your algebra impression. It takes you about seven or eight minutes for set time uh, uh, on maybe upper and lower, and then you have to take the bite. So all of these take time. I put 15 minutes aside for that. Now take into account the cost of the actual PBS. So let's say on an Invisalign patient where you're about, uh, on average, depending on what PBS impression material you're using, about $14 uh, to $19 a, an arch. Now I've taken the lower end, went to the $14.50. I paid zero. It, it doesn't cost me anything to take Invisalign scanning and or because I'm impressionist, and that is uh, the savings that I get. That's since 2009. And up to this date, I'm just a little bit under 30000 to date. And the restorative chair time and fit, I believe it's invaluable. On top of that, you know, my fit is, is great. I haven't had any issues with crowns. Um, I've gotten rid of my storage space of having casts and pre-op impressions and post-op impressions and all those nightmares. I simply, we scan and the, the cast looks beautiful. It's digitized. I can show multiple different views from my pre-op to post-op. All of these are one of the best tools that I can tell you that's brought into my practice. And just like your dark room that you got rid of when digital x-rays came about, the fixer and developer are no longer in your practices. Now, my treatment coordinator and front office, they actually get to talk and discuss this to the patients as well because there's a value in that scanning, just like your digitizing of your uh, x-ray. So I've actually brought together where as you all know, those of you who've heard me lecture before, I base my pricing on the amount, when it comes to my orthodontic or Invisalign, amount of crowding or spacing. So whatever level that you're at, whether you're at, at greater than six minutes of crowding or less, now we have to include these, what we call Invisalign aligners, and you know, the complete treatment. But I also like them to understand that there is a price associated with an iTero scan fee. There's my professional fee, whatever level you land, if you're greater or less than six minutes of crowding. There is now an iTero scan fee, which could be anywhere from $150 to $180 per scan. And there's retainers, there's a fee. If they have some sort of insurance, we reduce it. And if that day they decide to you know, purchase the Invisalign or get, go forward with the treatment plan, then at that point, we go ahead and give them a price. Now, understand, we don't ever charge these patients for the iTero. I just want them to see the value. It's all clumped in as one fee. Now, I've put this down in a downloadable, editable version for your practices where you can put in your names. It's a Word document on atai.com. You simply go on atai.com and you get yourself all these lecture notes and everything we talked about today. Um, and I like using this for my patients. I like using it where they see the value of the iTero that there's a scan. So I'll show you some billing codes so when we go and actually build a digitized scan, it's not a surprise to the patient because it's all packaged together in my um, orthodontic treatment, right? But there's a value for that scan. And right away, they realize that there's something different from my office to another. So we digitize the occlusion using the iTero system. Uh, I talked a little bit about this, now I'm going to go a little deeper in talking how you actually integrate this into your practice from the software that shows the outcome simulator, the patient 
automatically gets to see what their teeth look like um, in, the, in less than 10 minutes. They get to see how the potential of their bite could be. And now you can integrate it in if a patient has a spacing or restorative, where in this particular case, my patient came in, she had some spacing, but I need to put an implant, but tooth number 14 had actually super erupted. She had that area missing from a prior office, and you know they had discussed possibly doing some ortho, and she didn't want to do wire and brackets, and she just kind of stayed in limbo. So when she came in for a consult, right away we digitized and scanned, showed her the outcome simulator, and talked about possibly intruding that number 14, as you see in the x-ray, creating a little bit of space to place the implant, and giving the better occlusion on the opposing arch of number 19. While we're closing the diastema in the front. So she really liked that option, but she got to see it. It's a significant dynamic that now you're able to scan, show the patient, it adds the greatest value to your patient. Now, how do we utilize this feature? How do we actually create it? Because I know I've been talking about it for a long time, but I'm gonna actually show you in my practice and just kind of give you the, the production based of how it works in my practice, that we know it increases the production 20%. In my office, I can tell you it's probably been more because the Invisalign turnaround of my Itero scan are two to three days. I've seen it sometimes come as close as you know uh, the next day, depending on how busy a line is at the time. But the impressions with the UPS system and waiting for it to come and getting it scanned, we're talking about a week to two weeks sometimes that I'm waiting. And this two-week time, Patients sometimes start to wonder, you know, do I really want to do this? Is it really something I want to move forward with? And I like to call it the buyer's remorse kicks in, and I don't want that. I want to combine my restorative and ortho using the Invisalign system and scanning them right away. So let me show you her case that we discussed earlier, and let, let me introduce you to how I combine the two together. Again, chief concern of the patient is that she needs to restore tooth number 19. She also needs to have a little bit of room on the opposing arch to number 14 to have room for the implant crown. So the diastema, all those years, that bothers her a little bit, but most importantly, she understands the value of having a full bite. So we scanned her. We simply scanned her and showed her where the heavy bites are. And the red marks on the screen that you can see is on the left side of her bite. It's all red. That's where all her chewing is being done. And guess what? She's missing number 19, where it was extracted. On the posterior, on number 30 and 31, you have less of a heavy bite. But on the premolars, right there on number 28, 29, it's all red again. That's her occlusion. Look, you don't have to be a dentist to figure out red means bad. And this is simply done in less than 10 minutes. The patient sees her bite that's not good. And we discussed, look, what I would like to do is intrude number 14 where there's not enough room. And why not correct the posterior teeth? And when you use the articulating paper, just look at the articulating paper on number 4 and 5 of the opposing of 28 and 29. You can see that that's where the heavy bite is. And why not try to correct that posterior teeth as well and upright these lower anteriors, resolve the lower crowding, okay? So let's go forward with that. I get to now... Talk about the ClinCheck software. I have the treatment outcome simulator. It doesn't show me the IPR like I show you here in the ClinCheck, but it shows the patient that their final position of the teeth, where they are. And that's enough for the patient to understand the value of 
doing the orthodontics combined with the restorative. As we're cooking the implant, we can be moving these anterior teeth, right? And intruding that upper arch to give more room for the crown to be placed. And this is simply something that I do every day in my practice. My practice is called Laser Dental Center. <laughs> I can't change my practice name. But I believe if I was called the Combining Invisalign Restorative Center would be a lot better. <laughs> so the word crown and bridge, I don't think that uh, these patients understand, but digital, the word scan, the word aligner, they hear. And in this particular case, we started her treatment. We put on the um, aligners, working on intruding those molars as the teeth is moving forward. An implant was placed. Teeth are, the lower crowding is resolved. The bite's getting better. And once we're moving uh, uh, in her changing the aligners, you can see that now we want to get the bite a little bit better, create more room. The gums are now, um, you can see they're a little puffy because the implant was placed just four months after. You can integrate your um, cone beam with your scan as well as using the aligner, the last staging as your splint, uh, as your guide as well, surgical guide. And here she is with her teeth restored and the final position of the teeth, lower anteriors, as you can see, strained out beautifully. The diastema has now closed the um, tooth number four, as well as uh, number 14, have now in the right position. Uh, the posterior teeth have been restored with the implant crown and the implant itself. And I believe, and this was all done in less than a year, by the way. We're just, we're at that 11th to 13th mark um, that, that we just finished, uh, the 11th month mark. Um, and the 13th month was the stabilization. So she finished this entire case in just about a year time. These are the kind of treatments that we can do, you know, and, and doctors always say, but it takes too long. It takes too long for my staff to get it. It takes too long. That's why team members, I know you're here. I know that a few of you uh, that uh, I've met on the road, and I know uh, uh, some of you I've seen at the, at the uh, summit, we have what's called an iron record, and we always have a, a little um, scenario where we are scanning and we do a scan off and who's the top scanning person in the country and at the time we were winners of it because my team actually scanned the aligners and we scanned uh, I'm sorry, an Invisalign uh, patient from mouth to mouth, full mouth with a bite in less than uh, four minutes and you know it was, it, was, it was done and it was a big deal that, that impression itself, just one arch may take four minutes. So we finished the entire upper and lower arch in my office, and we were the top scanning in the country for, I think we ran it for a good couple of years. So doctors, if you're worried about scanning time and you're thinking your team will not incorporate it, let me tell you this. Once you give them a new machine, a new tool, they do get excited. And once you give them the guidance and the freedom to do as they wish with it, as my team have, in them understanding that the scanning is actually shorter time than waiting for the impression to set. And the patients are more comfortable, especially with the new scanners that Align has, has uh, introduced, is very easy to integrate. So when you start to see this and you see the scanning and how simple the patient's comfortable watching the, the um, anatomy, I get to now discuss an opportunity that we're talking to our patients while they're watching their teeth on the actual screen. And here, sure enough, as I said, we were the winners at the time, and I, my big mouth, <clears throat> I ran the uh, idea of we're the fastest impressions in the 
in the country, and at that time they said the world maybe, for the Itero scanning, and that was three minutes and 54 seconds, full upper and lower arch, including a bite, and my hygienist who is raising her hand right there, she was, she's actually my hygienist who scanned, I have my uh, front office who knows how to scan, I got my back office, they all, uh, and my dental assistant, um, excluding me, who I can't scan for the life of me, I do take a good nine minutes, but my entire team does it faster, I ran the Atai challenge, and sure enough, I ran the challenge where I said, anyone that can beat us and our scanning time and they are uh, beat our team, I will give them $500. And for a good few years, we had a good run at it until one of the offices just re recently, they attended the Ortho Summit and they showed up and they did what? Let me show you what they did. I thought that was always great uh, where I got showed up and just recently I got another email so I always like sharing that it does increase the production when everyone's happy I mean look at the smile on everybody's face uh, that, that that your team has and now they get to pass that it's contagious and talk about how great that patient smile could be uh, it replaces the idea of having to take that into oral camera and shoving it down their mouth and you know it, it's kind of now the into oral camera is great it has its place, it facilitates the diagnosis in the photos and images, but nothing is like them getting excited about seeing their bite and, 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 and the outcome simulator. And we get to bill uh, as a um, oral image or a scanned image as that D0350 code for uh, our, our scans. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean, and uh, typically on a national average, I think it's anywhere between 150 to 180. It doesn't mean we're going to try to collect that 
but it brings the value. If I scanned it and if I had the image, I always want the insurance to know about it and the patient to know about it. And, and that, for me, is most important in bringing that competitive matrix to my practice that we are always ahead. And I've loved using the, the, the company Swipe Smile to help me in my purchases with my, not just the patient financing that they bring on board, not just the merchant processing that they saved me tons of money on. And I know Dr. Goshen and Tampa and your team are listening. I know you just recently I got an email uh, from them saying how, how wonderful the Swipe Smile, how wonderful this office has been. They saved them $700 or so a month. I get that. I like to have a company that helps me with my purchases as well as with my patients. So every time I want to make a new purchase, I don't like having a scenario where I'm paying out of pocket. I like to have it where my patients are helping me pay for it. So if they're using their credit card, guess what? That's one of the fees that goes towards uh, my payments of uh, my iTero. Wonderful. Even better. And this company has helped me with my patient financing, the merchant processing, my, my, my equipment purchases. And I've always had a scenario where those doctors who are believers in technology, like I was then and still am now, remember, my office is called Laser Dental Center. That is not going to change. My office is still called Laser Dental. And I don't think I'm going to ever take that name down because I'm always nervous that patients might think something happened. Did the patient die from the laser? But guess what? $450,000 of lasers I had purchased, from the ergum yag, the whitening, to the gum tissue, to the diode, I have it all. But a $2,000 course from Invisalign that gave me more revenue in just understanding from these webinars, from these past expert calls, from the study clubs, and understanding that occlusion and proper bite, and now the features that they have become my partner in my practice in giving me to the next level, getting me to a technology-based level, and helping and guiding me and deciding which way that I want my practice to go, which is always on the betterment of my patients. That's a company I like to partner with. And Invisalign, when I first started with my course, and I really had no idea why I'm even taking this course because it was a patient that I needed to treat. It was a couple of thousand dollars I sat down. Now 10 years have passed, and all of you doctors listening, all you doctors who know me, know that I care for my patients. But guess what? Economically standard of care and successful has also warranted me another wing to my practice that the lasers could not. The lasers did not bring me the extra revenue in just educating my patients and getting the referrals from Invisalign treatments. Now I have the iTero scanner to help me digitize, do the crown and bridge, and show my patients the value of my practice moving forward to the 21st century. So the reality is, doctors and team members, when you're sitting and listening, I always like to strive to become the best. Perfection, we all are as dentists, but educating yourself and your team is important, and integrating a program that's successful and mentoring those people that you like and follow is what I like to get from Invisalign, and that's a company that I follow. Thank you, Dr. Ty. Great presentation. I want to uh, cover one quick thing that's very important in order to receive your CE certificate for this program. Currently on the screen right now, there's a link. Take a quick survey. Once you complete your survey, you'll have immediate access to your CE certificate. So please go there after the completion of the program. I want to thank Dr. Ty again for a great presentation and for all of you for taking time out on your Friday to join us. We we'll look forward to seeing you on another Ask the Expert webinar. Thanks very much.